What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here. We've got an exciting episode. It's my honor to introduce Clev Mesador. She's a storyteller, innovator, and political strategist. She was formerly a communications advisor for the office of the mayor, city of New York, and a former Obama presidential appointee. She served as the director of public affairs at the U.S. Department of Commerce's Economic Development Administration. How are you today, Clev? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. An honor to have you on the show. So excited for you to share your story with Moving Forward listeners. So I'm going to start off. We're you know in 2018, and I really want to know what is your big why, and tell our listeners a little bit about what you do. Yes. My big why is very early on in my career, I learned that storytelling is catalytic and transformative. Mm-hmm. There's a power in telling stories that gets people excited, that gets them motivated, that gets them to act. Yes. In my, in my career, I'm a brand strategist, political guru, and I work with leaders and individuals and companies and small businesses to help them identify their message, identify their story, connect with who their audience is, and get results, whatever that return on on investment is. Oh, that's fantastic. And Clev, I mean, I'm so curious because when people think of political strategy, they often won't think of story. So I'm, I'm so glad you're pointing that out for Moving Forward listeners. Can you talk a little bit about why story is so important, whether you're in business, whether you're in politics, and how it's been an important part of your journey? Yes. In politics, storytelling is very critical. All aspects of politics, fundraising, you know, getting the vote out, you know, communications and media. So for, for, for political candidates, you know, they have to get somebody to vote for them. They have to get somebody to donate money to, yes. to their campaign. And often what's most critical is their capacity to connect with that voter, with that donor. So, it is your story. I tell people all the time, people don't invest in ideas and products, no matter how great they are. Mm-hmm. They invest in people, the people who can actually connect with others and get those individuals to act and connect with additional Yes, absolutely. And I think, I mean, if you look at companies like Apple and Amazon, I mean, they've, they've built uh, incredible, incredible businesses just based on the fact that they have incredible stories behind them. And I also think of Tesla with Elon Musk. So I'm so glad that you're tying that in. So Clev, how has story been a part of your life? I mean, where, where does that come from for you? And how has it shaped your life or been a big part of your life? Yes, yes. So I, as you mentioned, I work for the Obama administration. President Obama was a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. He could speak in front of a group of 200,000 people and make each for, each person feel like he was speaking to them directly. Wow. He has been very critical to the evolution of my professional career. You know, I, I will say I achieved the most successes I've had in my career within the last three or four years, but I was unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. I was you know, being told by everybody how great I was, how proud I I should be of my accomplishments. But there was that still small voice inside telling me, ah, 
this doesn't work. Mm. Everyone's telling me I should be happy and I wasn't. And it, it was because I wasn't telling my story. I was using my skills to advance other people's agenda, mm -hmm. to get them to where they needed to be. And my passions and goals were sitting collecting dust on a shelf. Wow. So for me to actually <laughs> write the next chapter of my life and be the next author of my the, the author of the next phase of my career, I had to start telling my own story. I had to figure out what is my story? What is it that I want to say? And what is the impact that I want to have? Be somebody told me a long time ago, once you say the words, they are no longer yours. And I live by that. So for me, knowing how catalytic and transformative storytelling is, I plan to ensure as I build on my career and go to the next level that that is the anchor. And my story, my goals, my vision are the leader. They're the driving force. I love it. And, uh, you know, one of the things that came to mind as you were telling your story is that that voice in your head, it's almost like the narrator of your story that's mm -hmm. saying, hey, you know, you're maybe getting a little off track and maybe it's time to to shift. And I always think of like those, when I was a kid, I read those um, pick your own adventure books, right? If you want to choose left, you, you turn to page four. If you want to choose right, go to page 20. And I love the way that you're just sharing how much story has been a part of your life. Yes, yes. You make a great point. It's, it's all around us in terms of, like you said, our choices and the, the what excites us, what motivates us, and what will force us to actually dare to be bold, dare to take action, and dare to take risk. And I think for me, whether it's, it's, it's in my business or for myself, you know, I'm a Gen Xer. I, I try to encourage Gen Xers to take risks, be yes. bold. It's something that I think our generation, ha ha it takes us a little while to get there, right? Because I think the narrative mm -hmm. that we grew up with is very different than what you're seeing with the millennial generation and even younger generations when it comes to just being so transparent with your story. Yes. And the transparent with your story, you're right, is something that we were not raised with. We were focused on success, focused on being driven, true hustlers, I call us. Yes. <laughs> but, but, but when you look at the professional workplace right now, and even the movement we're seeing, it's all about authentic, being your authentic self, being Absolutely. your authentic, you know, sharing your authentic story. Yeah. And, and I think President Obama really kind of embodied that. I think, you know, the way he ran his campaign, the way, you know, he was so upfront about his story. And I think that really just engendered so much trust and, and love for him as a president. So and I can see that that's been a, a great factor in your own story. Yes, yes. W working for the President Obama in the first term was very, very transformative for me because it was all about doing new things, being innovative. And I worked on innovation and entrepreneurship that first term. And you're right, he is one of those, you know, he, he, his career trajectory had not been in politics and he left uh, a mandate. And today you're seeing a lot more young people running for office and you're seeing voters being very engaged around and motivated around 
people without a political background. Yes. So for them, they're drawing to the people who have a story, who have a vision, to have a passion, and not necessarily just a political background. Yeah. And, and Clev, I, I'm so curious to ask you, if if I may, I mean, could you share with our listeners, I mean, working for President Obama, what were maybe one or two really big takeaways in terms of stories that you apply in what you do now? Yes. So one of the, in the first term, we were focused on job creation and we really pushed innovation and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting resistance when I was at the, at the Department of Commerce working with economic development professionals. They were re- resistant to this whole concept of innovation and entrepreneurship. And I quickly learned, we quickly learned in a, as an administration that there wasn't a traditional funding stream for innovation and entrepreneurship. And for them, for the practitioners, they were used to operating on a model for construction and and a model for technical assistance. So in order for the, to get them to embrace, you know, that we had to invest in technology transfer, proof of concept centers, we had to create a funding stream for it, invest in it so that they can in turn invest in it. So that lesson taught me that you can't just throw new terms like innovation and entrepreneurship. You right. have to work with the folks there to define it, get buy-in, and also invest and show that you are also you have skin in the game. So I apply that whenever I'm working with clients or working on new project or new pushing forth new campaigns, I don't take for granted that people are going to be excited just because I'm excited. Yes. It's important. The, tell the story, right? Get get your ideal market where listeners involved in the story. I love it. Absolutely love it. Such a great takeaway. And I will tell one other story. Please. You know, the administration used to have these great opportunities for political appointees to come to the White House and, you know, fellowship with the First Lady and the and the president. And I one year I got to take my niece and my little cousin, and they were both 16 at the mm-hmm. time. And I remember they, they both took books that they want President Obama to sign. And that day, Secret Service says, no, we're not doing that. So they had them put them on the side. And the president, the First Lady, came down was shaking hands. And when my cousin came, when he came to my cousin, you know, he looked at the book and he said, you want me to sign that? And he, and she said, yes. And I remember because I was giving us a look and he, he said, grab that book. And he signed it right there. And I, and you know, for, for a person who is larger than life, yes. you know, he 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 actually took the time to notice because the book was nowhere. He noticed it was on the floor behind her, um, next to her, and he took the time to say, "That's important to you." So I'm going to make sure you leave with that. And to wow. this day, she's in law school now, and she oh, fantastic <laughs> story all the time. I mean, what a great story! I mean, it just shows. I mean, the power of story, being observational, being present, especially. I mean, when you think about President Obama and how much he had to think about at any given moment to just be able to make that one person make your cousin feel like she was the only person in the room. How magical and powerful is that? Yes. Oh, I absolutely love it. Well, Clev, what is the biggest challenge you face today in achieving your goals? One of the biggest challenges I face is myself every day. I watched a movie Creed a few years ago. Oh, and a great one movie. Of the- I love that movie. <laughs> Me too. And one of the takeaways was, you know, Rocky telling him that, look in the mirror, your biggest opponent is you. You know, the the, the boxer you're facing is just in your way. You have to get him in the way because that's the opponent you have to get to. 
And for me, it is really, you know, reminding myself and I remind my clients to, to focus on your story because you're more going to be most powerful in, in when you're advancing something that you care so much about and you're passionate about. So for me, I get very excited about the agendas of others, the goals of others, fixing problems for others that I can run with it. I can give 300% oftentimes helping somebody fix a problem that I see the solution to and I forget they're not that committed to fixing the problem. So, so I have to check my passion to to ensure that it's aligned with the motivation that the other is bringing to the table. So for me, it's really how am I operating in this space, whether I'm advancing, you know, some of my initiatives, like I'm planning to launch a podcast and I'm writing a manuscript or helping a client to really brand their, one of my clients right now is a Bitcoin company, and really trying to get him back to, you know, the core mission of the business versus, and, and remind him that he is not his customer yes. and really defining who that customer is and who's in the story of that customer. Because he constantly wants to tell the story of the customer for him. And I said, no, 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 no. That person that you want to be your consumer has a story. And unless wow. you honor that story you're not going to be successful in terms of getting them to be excited about your product. So I, I try to check myself and that's my biggest challenge. Really the things I think are important, making sure I'm applying them before I expect others to. I love it. And I love that lesson that you've shared. And this is something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs, I know I've I've gotten caught up in this trap as well, is when you are thinking about a product or service, sometimes you forget the story of your customer because you're so invested in it. And then you have to remind yourself, well, you know, your customer is not necessarily you. And I love how you're able to kind of recognize that and teach your clients that. I mean, I think that's where story becomes so powerful. So, uh, Clev, I mean, I'm curious. I mean, where are you today in tackling this challenge? What are some of the things that you're doing to get past this? Because it's a big hurdle that I think a lot of people have, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah. So for me, I've had to make a lot of tough decisions over the last year. You know, it's 2018 and I'm very excited in terms of the, this next chapter in my career and where things are. But in 2017, I made some really tough choices to really focus on my professional goals. I do think where our country is going, where our economy is going, it will be the entrepreneurs and founders that will drive the markets and industries of tomorrow. So I'm, I'm making specific plans to really understand who my customer is, who my clients are, what their stories are, but also separating that, that from what my, for my personal initiatives. What is it that I want to accomplish? What brand I want to have? And in, in order to move forward successfully in, in today's economy, you know, there's a lot of things happen at a quick pace, to say yes. the least. And sometimes it feels like you can't keep up. And sometimes you feel like you're way behind the eight ball. And we forget that it's just one step at a time, one, one act at a time. We can't you know, sprint down the line, unfortunately, most of the time. But if you do take one step at a time and you actually do the the hard work, 
the returns and the rewards will follow. Absolutely. And I, I think that's such a great share and a really, really great takeaway for 2018 that moving forward listeners, I mean, you know, understanding story, the power of story, especially your story to move forward. And when you're working with clients, making sure that you understand their story so you can help them move forward. Thank you so much for sharing that, Clev. Yeah. And I'll have and I one other thing. Yes. I, I think it's important to be okay with acting in fear. Mm. And talk a little bit about that. Yes. Oftentimes we're, we're, we're fearful because of a lack of clarity of purpose. You know, we cannot see where we should go left or right. And so oftentimes we, we shy away from the fear. We are concerned about the anxiety. And sometimes we have to go in the direction of that. Sometimes we have to do it afraid, but also recognize that the fear is actually transformative. Mm -hmm. It's actually just a space that you're afraid of, afraid of but it's part of the next, next step to get to the other side. So I, I tell people all the time, whenever you're most concerned, you're most afraid, it, it's because whatever, whatever intersection you're at, you are you now are being charged with moving forward and taking a step forward. So operating in fear is very critical. It's scary, but if you do the steps, if you actually take the time to listen to that inner voice, if you take time to understand what is it that you're trying to accomplish and have clarity in that, then the steps become a bit less, you know, overwhelming. One of the terms I love is when the world is too big, make it smaller. I love that. That's great. Really, really great advice. And I think that is so true, too. I mean, sometimes it's the thing that you're you're afraid of most when it comes to trying something new. That's kind of your body signaling to you, well, you know what, this may be the way you can really kind of break through and, and grow and, and as you said, move forward with success. So I'm really glad you shared that as well. well Clive, are you ready for the Knowledge Burst session? Yes. <laughs> All right. Super, super excited to have you on the show. And I'm excited. I'm going to switch it up just a little bit. So one of the things I love about what you do is that you work with clients on branding and story. And story is a theme that's been a recurring theme. If you've been following the show, I've had many guests over the past several months talk about the power of story. When you're working with a client, let's say you're working with as you were mentioning earlier, sometimes it's hard for a business owner to understand the story of their client. What? How do you work with someone who's having trouble kind of separating their story from the story of their clients? Can you share some some great tips on how to put yourself in the shoes of your customer? Yes, yes. So you make an excellent point. And this happens all the time. I think a lot of entrepreneurs and founders have that hard time, you know, creating that separation between their story because they actually think they they know their customer, they know the person, the, the, the groups they're trying to target, but they haven't done the hard work of, of knowing who that per person is or that consumer group is. So one of the things I, one of the exercises I make up my clients do, and I do for myself as well, is I have them name their customer. Mm. So oftentimes your customer can be women, they can be an age group fifteen to twenty five, they can be a, they can be geographically located. You're targeting people on the west coast, but if you take the time of drilling that that customer to a name, right? So so let's say your 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 customer is Marsha. Mm -hmm. 
So clearly you're probably targeting women. And I fast-tracked this because we would do a whole step of, you know, figuring out is there a gender here? Is there a gender for the, the target customer? So let's say we limit it to Marsha, right? Because the, that customer is targeting women. Right? Who is Marsha? Is right. she in college? Is she excited? Is she very introverted? And then what does Marsha do? Where did, did Marsha go to school? Did she go to Harvard? Did she go to Howard University, my alma mater? What does Marsha like to do on the weekends? Depending on whatever the product is, or whatever you're trying to get out there, you have to, that process is very difficult because once you actually get a sense of who Marsha is, her likes, her dislikes, you know, her hobbies, then you could distinguish between you and Marsha, right? Because if it's just women ages 25 to 20, you can still fall back into this whole thing of, oh, they're just like me. No, 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 no. So this way, as you're creating new products or deciding on marketing campaigns, you're you're now having a a person in mind, right? You're thinking, well, would would Marsha like this? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. One more thing I want to add about identifying your target audience and really giving them a name and identity this process has been very, very successful in political campaigns when really defining who your voter is so you mm-hmm. can really go after it. And I know, John, in podcasts, you recommend this to folks in terms of really giving their listeners, you know, an identity, a name, and even a persona. So this tra- this very important process you can see it across multiple disciplines, across multiple fields, whether it's in media, whether it's in politics, whether it's in sales, in corporate America, in finance. You know, know your audience, but really, 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 you know, g- give that audience an identity and even make that audience an individual. I love it. I absolutely love it. Great, great share. Well, Clev, can you recommend a media source, one that has been particularly inspirational for you to move forward? Oh, my God. I, there's so many. You know, I started my career at CNN, CNN's Washington Bureau, so I still watch CNN. But I will say my biggest media source is NPR. Oh, yeah, I love NPR. It's ironic. I, I don't know. I think I've told this story before, but the reason why I got into podcasting was because one day I was at the gym and I couldn't get a signal on the NPR app. So. <laughs> <laughs> so NPR is indirectly uh, responsible for me getting into podcasting. Yes. And I love their range. Yes. You know, I, I tend to drive a lot. So I've listened to the spectrum of their programming. You know, there, there'll be pieces on hip hop and there'll be pieces on classical music. There'll be, you know, they'll do stories on the economy and so I've, I learned so much. I always get smarter after listening to yes, NPR. Yes. And that's the thing I, I think. And NPR has also really, really gotten so heavy into the podcasting game. I mean, obviously, you have serial, you have so many different uh, interests. And so I think it I mean, it's just a wealth of topics that you can really, really dig into. And so it's not just news. It's not just, you know, dry topics. There's so much in there. And I think they do a good job of trying to figure out who their customer is because their listeners are so varied, but there's something for everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such a great share. Well, I'm going to ask you, and I'm excited to ask you, Clave. So name one small activity or choice that you're going to make today to move forward. 
Oh, wow. Well, in, in this conversation, I always, whenever I have an exchange, I always learn more. So I'm actually going back to some of my clients to tell them to have a plan for 2019 this early on in, 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 you know, obviously we're just now getting into 2018. So there's lots to, there's still lots ahead, but we don't plan early enough. We don't look ahead early enough. And in this conversation and thinking through how quickly things happen and how, how important it is to look ahead and and be competitive, especially for the type of clients I have who are startups and innovators and, and, and founders. It is this early on, what is your vision for 2019? What is my personal vision for 2019 so that I can incorporate some of these tactics or strategies and start planting some of the seeds for 2019 right now, this early on in 2018? I love it. I mean, look forward by planning forward. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Well, Clev, are you ready to do some time travel? Yes, I love that. <laughs> All right, we're going to step into a time machine. So speaking of moving ahead in time, we're going to actually travel five years from today. You're going to visit your future self. Tell me about your future self. Oh, my God, I love this exercise. So I'm, I'm going to be 45 soon. In five years, I will be 50. So my future self. So right now I'm not married. So I, my future self is definitely in a committed relationship because that's one of the priorities for 2018 for me Mm -hmm. is to, is to prioritize personal relationships. Also my future self, I, my manuscript is published. Hopefully Harper Collins has picked it up. Wonderful. I love (laughs) that you have the specific publisher picked out too. That is awesome. (laughs) And my future self is probably living on the West coast probably somewhere in Palo Alto or San Jose. Oh, nice, nice. Wonderful. There's so many innovations happening in technology that's driving storytelling Absolutely. and its capacity to actually be catalytic. And I want to ha- add my footprint. Absolutely. I absolutely love it. What a great, great future. And so excited that you're sharing that today in 2018 on Moving <laughs> Forward. Where Clev, how can our listeners learn more about you and learn all about the great work that you're doing? Well, please follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. I am in the process of launching a podcast called The Clevolution. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what a great what a great title for a show. Well, Clev, I would love to have you close out the show. So what parting wisdom would you like to share with our Moving Forward listeners? Yes. One of my favorite books is If You Meet the Buddha on the Road, Kill Him. <laughs> Interesting. So can you explain, can you unpack that title a little bit? Yes. The, the book essentially is trying to tell us each, tell us all that Whatever we need in life, we're already wired with it. So there should never be another Buddha. (laughs) You are your Buddha. You know everything you you need to transform, to change. So 
the journey we're on is really to accept the fact that we have everything that we need. And, you know, one of the, one, a parting wisdom I'd like to share is, you know, for some folks, they do feel they've made too many mistakes. They're too old. They can't do the things that they're passionate about. No, no matter how old you are, there's plenty of time. Yes. So whatever is the next chapter you want to write, make sure you're the author of it and what, you have plenty of time to do it. So start today. I know, John, when we first talked, we, you, you, you said there's nothing like taking the first step now. So remember that you are your own Buddha and you have plenty of time and start today. I love it. Absolutely love it. And it calls back to what you said earlier. Start thinking about 2019. I know we're just at the beginning of 2018, but always be planning, thinking ahead. I love it. Clev, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an honor to have you on the show to share your story and your amazing knowledge bursts so that our listeners can move forward. Thank you so much. Thank you. And moving forward, listeners, one more time, check it out, bemovingforward.com. You can follow us on social at bemovingforward on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.